So, Zach, did you, uh, you said you were going to get the track done this week, right? Well, you know, I started it and I have to be honest, something came in the mail that ruined all productivity. So why don't we get the video up and going and I'll show you. Oh man. Move this microphone out of the way. It's an HVAC unit from the inside of a car dashboard. <laughs> I got my Proton Pack. <laughs> Look at you. So I ordered it on Father's Day, and it just now arrived. So I can start uh, fulfilling my childhood dream of building a Proton Pack. And you know what? When a Proton Pack shows up in the mail, you don't have time to write a song. Or work on silly podcasts. Yeah, what? <laughs> that, you know, that is like, I can... I'm going to be able to catch ghosts. I mean, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's amazing. So how much, because it looks pretty incomplete. So you've got to um, like paint it and wire it and do all that kind of stuff, right? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for those that can't see, basically what I'm holding is just a hunk of, it's a fiberglass shell. And uh, I have to drill, like some of the holes are already cut out for me, but I had to drill that one and this one up here but yeah i have to affix all the uh wires and other ephemera to the pack and i will prime it and sand it and um it's going to take a lot of work and then i can take it off this metal back and that's where i'm going to install all the lights and it's going to have two speakers it's going to have like a woofer down in the bottom and then a tweeter up here you're going to so go walk uh, around jensen celestian what are you uh what are you thinking <laughs> i i don't know i I, I, honest to God, I tried to find neodymium drivers so it was, would be as light as possible, but they were all like crazy expensive. So, no. Dude, you you I, legitimately should document this and make a YouTube series out of it. I, I am. I'm going to start videoing it because all I've done right now is drilled two holes. Um, so, yeah, th that's going to be something that I'm planning on doing. So, I'm so excited yeah. to see that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're at episode 12, wow. right? Dipped in tone. What a time to be alive, huh? Man. Look at us. Look at us. Every time I say that, I think of Paul Rudd. Look at us, huh? Who'd have thought? Not me. Not me. Uh, shout out to our Discord chat. Everyone hanging out. Uh, we were kind of last minute this morning, and we've still got a, a good group of people in here in the chat hanging out. So if you want to join us on Discord, you can join our Patreon. Link down below. It's $2 a month. Luke from the Tone Nerds just dropped my favorite gif in here, the Paul Rudd. Who'd have thought? Not me. Hey. Um... Yeah, and so you can join up and join us on Discord and listen in and comment live with us while we're recording these episodes and, and be a part of the show. Yeah. It's great. Why aren't you here right now? Yeah, That's why all aren't I you here? That's uh, And, you know, we're doing better about guilt, guilt shaming people into um, subscribing to our YouTube channel, so let's keep that train going. If you haven't subscribed, you need to. That's right. Like half of the people that listen aren't subscribed, so make it happen. Why don't you? Yeah, you just don't do have it. an excuse. Just do yeah. it. It's not hard. Just click a button. Come on. Do you have commitment so issues? Red. Is, that a, <laughs> is that a thing? Do we need to work on it? Do we need to talk about it? We'll get there. That'll be the next episode. <laughs> uh, so, so you saw what I have yeah. going on. Yeah. I also got the PlayStation 5, which I plugged in and made sure it worked, and that's about as far as I got with that. <laughs> but uh, what, what's going on in, in your week? Uh, I had a good week. Whatever. I got a new guitar from Fender. Um, I got a 
uh, Esquire, one of the 70th anniversary Esquires, uh. which is very, very cool. I've been wanting one for a while, and and um, yeah, so they, they sent one out, which is awesome. It's It's a ripper, man. It's super light, really good weight. And I want to do some kind of video about single pickup guitars because there's something to them, man. There, there's there's something to just having one pickup, one magnetic field versus versus two. It seems to be more resonant, seems to have more sustain. They seem to be louder. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I did get the picture from from Matthew over at Novo of a soulless body hanging completely painted. And it's mine, so yeah, I'm I'm about to get another single pickup guitar. But you're totally right. What color is the Esquire that you got? It's a uh, white, um, ah. and it's it's over an ash body too. So it's you can kind of see the ash through the white under. And and I did that because I love um, Vince Gill's. What is his? A '53 Blackguard and white. But yeah, I I don't know what what year his his Esquire is. Um. Yeah, but I, I got it because I love Vince Gill's white telly. Uh, I think it's a great com- color combination on like a telly or an Esquire. Um, so yeah, extremely lucky, extremely fortunate. Fender did give it to me. So in all transparency, you know, it was uh, it's somewhat of a sponsored thing. So, you know, do that, do with that information what you will. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited to have it. And uh, you just dropped the Tweed video, which is really cool, where you interview Joe Bonamassa. I did. That was um, that was actually really cool. <laughs> I so the way that came about was I was working on the video last week. Why are guitar players obsessed with vintage gear? And I thought, like, man, who else should I get for this video? And I was like, oh man, Joe Bonamassa would be great. Didn't know him. Didn't have his information. So I, but I knew some people that knew him. So I started kind of asking around, putting some feelers out, and got in touch with him. Incredibly nice guy. Um, I, his schedule wouldn't allow for us to do the vintage guitar video. So I got him for the tweed video, which I think worked out really well. It was awesome, man. We, we chatted for like an hour and, and, uh, incredibly nice guy, incredibly knowledgeable, um, and incredibly gracious to take an hour of his time to talk to me about tweed amps, you know? Sure. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about this privately, but Joe... He is, he's a walking encyclopedia when it comes to, I, I don't know if I've ever met another person and that that's counting like Walter Carter and George Groon. And like, I mean, like those guys know a ton, but Joe is up there with knowing everything, like how to like pot codes, speaker codes. Like, I don't know if you know this, but certain tweed amps, like of certain years, the tweed went in different directions and like. That's another way of dating it, and Joe knows all that stuff. So he's 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 crazy how smart that guy is. Yeah, to be as good of a guitar player and musician as he is, and to know all that stuff, he's got to be on like the genius level. He something like he's a on. savant with that sort of yeah. thing. And, I mean, as far as a player goes, you know, like or hate what he does, like the guy can rip a guitar. Oh know? my god, yeah, and and his tone and feel. For me, it was a really cool. It was a genuinely like humbling and cool moment to get to talk to him, um, and because I remember like being in music school ten years ago and like transcribing Bonamassa solos, and then my dad and I went to go see him in Atlanta in like 2012, 2013, and we sat like two rows from the stage, um, 
which is just another way of saying I, we were in the second row. I don't know why I said it that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and then I got to play on the Keeping the Blues Alive tour, uh, the the cruise, the blues cruise back in like 2017 with Muddy Magnolias. And then now got to talk with them and, and interview them for the, the show. And um, yeah, it was really, really cool sort of a uh, full circle moment for me. That's awesome. Yeah, he uh, he's, he's he's a nice guy. He really is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll uh, I'll give you a good uh good coffee salute there, Mr. Bonamassa. There you go. <laughs> All right, what's on the agenda for today there, Zachary? Well, um the biggest thing that happened this week, and I th- it was this week, right? Chase Bliss, Zvex, and Earthquaker Devices and Death by Audio uh, both teamed up to release some limited edition, limited edition pedals for the pedal movie on Reverb, and these were Reverb exclusives. I think there were like a thousand each, right? Uh, and uh, basically, Chase Bliss released the Bliss Factory, which is a, a collaboration with Zvex, and it's essentially the most feature laden fuzz factory um, that has ever <laughs> been or will be. And then Earthquaker and Death by Audio released the Time Shadows, which I think is just some sort of like weird filtered modulation echo thing. It's really, it's it's way more trippy and kind of gets outside the realm of what I understand. Yeah. <laughs> if, any, so I, if anybody I, in the chat knows exactly what it does, please describe it to me. Yeah. So I, I was paying attention to the, the Zvex um, Chase Bliss thing, but the Earthquaker thing, the Time Shadows is kind of uh it's a new thing for me too i've just got it pulled up here on on the old instagram here it looks really interesting i love so i love this whole concept of of brands collaborating um and on on the zvex thing on the chase plus zvex thing i was i kind of knew about it um but i I didn't know when it was going to go on sale or or anything like that but i was planning on purchasing one but that was the day that I was working, finishing up the tweed video. So I had my head buried all day working on, on the edit and I didn't check Instagram until like three or four in the afternoon. And as soon as I checked Instagram, I saw that they were completely sold out, which was astonishing. I mean, they sold out in what, like an hour, two hours. Uh, I th- I think the, the guys in the, in the chat may be able to, to clarify, but I think it was four hours or, or maybe an hour. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but it was a thousand petals. Like, and and I think Earthquaker and Death by sold all theirs. And I think they had a thousand too, but yeah, just astonishing a thousand pedals that in one hour. Yeah, okay, one hour. Like I I I've sold a hundred pedals in a day, and that was like the most stressful thing I've <laughs> ever done. But mine weren't built; theirs were already built. So right, thank God for that. But yeah. Um, but yeah, just astonishing. The yeah, and, and the. I'm, I, well, go ahead. I was gonna say I'm gonna try. I was really bummed out because I love fuzz. Fuzz pedals are probably like the one thing that I get a little bit. Um, I don't know how you would describe it. Uh, unreasonable about. <laughs> I get really excited about fuzz pedals, and I get sort of willing to pay more than I should for a fuzz pedal and, and all that kind of stuff. So when I saw this collaboration happening, I was really excited. Um, there's rumblings of a second run, 
happening. And if it does, I will be on that list and buying one of those pedals. Yeah. So that kind of brings us to what happened right after all these these pedals were sold. So mm-hmm. because they were already built, and I think Reverb in Chicago facilitated the shipping of most of these. And I know that within like a few a day or so, almost all the um Chase Bliss pedals were shipped, which is again astonishing. But as soon as they started showing up at people's homes, they started showing up again on Reverb because the Bliss factory was not cheap. It was like four hundred bucks. Yeah. And literally within a couple days they were back on reverb for they floating around 800 or or 700 plus dollars 700 bucks which you know it's a limited thing i get it but at the same time i saw joel because we're friends on facebook he posted like a a a post saying hey that's not really cool and he did like a a poll asking if they could do another run or they should and that kind of upset the apple cart a little bit because you know it sucks to buy something just to flip it and take advantage of people. But yeah. the people that bought it because of the exclusivity and how limited it is kind of got grumpy because, oh, it's just going to be a thing I can buy. Right. So, but yeah, yeah. I've seen in the chat, they're, they're potentially going to be another color. Yeah. It's a, it's a complex issue. So, um, yeah, Beto co- said they kind of confirmed a second run, not the same color though. Right. Uh, and then theories in the chat said some dude here in Canada is selling one for $1,150 Canadian. Oh my gosh. Which, to be well, fair, so there's this thing happening specifically around Chase Bliss because I have the, the Automaton preamp Mark II, mm. and I've seen these are going on reverb now for, I mean, I've seen some people asking 1100 bucks, 1200 bucks for these. That doesn't mean that's what they're selling for, obviously, but still, you know, anytime there's a limited run of stuff, there's people that buy it just to try and flip it. And to me, it's like, all right, I get it. You know, it's well within your rights to do so sure um you know and if somebody's willing to buy it from you for that price then by all means sure but yeah i don't know well i'm not a big fan of buying gear just to flip right is is the uh the automaton is that limited are they i think yeah i don't i don't know they're still making them oh really hold on oh let me look that's kind of surprising i thought that was going to be just like a normal product in the line um but yeah you know I, I honestly i've i've done it before i've bought things and tried to flip them but i always like played it you know like if it was something i really liked i would have kept it but i've bought things and and just decided you know this isn't for me and then tried to flip it for a profit because it was exclusive um, right so you know <laughs> the pot calling the kettle black here but i, I do think just buying it to try to take advantage of people who really want it is 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 kind of lame. <laughs> yeah, so here's one uh, automaton preamp Mark II selling for or asking a grand for it in supposedly mint condition. Well, uh, the prices on these are all over the place though, because I've seen here's one listed for a thousand twenty two as brand new, uh, one mint for a thousand. Here's one eight fifty one for brand new. Huh. 729 in excellent condition, 960 in mint condition. I mean they're they're just all over the place. Right. So yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on with that, but well, the collaboration thing mm. is really really cool, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it's cool when when two people can really bring something unique 
to the table together. Um, which, I mean, basically doing anything with Chase Bliss, those guys, like the sky's the limit with with what they can do. Obviously, you know, the, all, look at all the stuff they've created. So, like, anybody that can collaborate with them, you can do something cool. Uh, sometimes doing collaborations, because, I mean, trust me, I've, I, I talk about this all the time to fellow builders. Um, it, it's hard to come up with something new and unique and, and do something interesting. Uh, so I think it takes a special breed of, of company and builder to come up with something that, that is, that is worth the effort because it's a lot of work doing a collaborative design. So, right. Yeah. But I think it's good for the pedal world. You know, we were talking about this before we jumped on and we're kind of entering, I think a new era in guitar pedals we've got i feel like the basics pretty well covered at this point everyone does a tube screamer everyone does a clon everyone does a blues breaker everyone does an analog delay a digital delay i mean stuff that 10 years ago would have been seen as exciting i think nowadays is just sort of run of the mill sort of sort of things and and they're starting to get cheaper i mean you look at the jhs3 series for example where you're getting a lot of these circuits from a boutique company made in America um, that are way more accessible and way less expensive than they would have been five years ago, 10 years ago. So now what we're starting to see is people sort of uh, pushing the limits and coming up with new ideas and collaborative workflows and on their own. And we're starting to see really, really cool shit. Mm. (laughs) Like, um, like the automaton or like the, you know, the, a lot of the stuff that, that Strymon's been doing. I, th- I feel like Strymon was really one of the first companies to start kind of pushing the envelope, so to speak, on a large scale. Um, but yeah, I think, I think as a, as good as a guitar player, I'm really excited to see where stuff is headed in the pedal world. But I want to know as a pedal builder, where are you at with all this stuff? Well, like I was saying, it, it's really exciting to be able to come to someone with an idea and be able to run with it and actualize something that you might not be able to do on your own. For me, though, because I've talked, uh, I, I talked to a lot of my buddies about doing stuff like this. Not necessarily anyone this big. Most of the other pedal builders that I am close to and have talked about collaborating with are much smaller brands, kind of like me, and. Like, I I struggle with it because for me, I just want to talk to someone who is good at doing one thing and then we can work together to steer. Like, and if someone came to me, like we could steer our strengths into a, a direction to where basically like a, like, like what we did with the Lark. That was a collaboration. Yeah. You know, like doing something like that. But <clears throat> As far as like coming up with something wild and crazy, like that is really beyond me. Like the Earthquaker pedal, like I I don't have any idea on like like I, those ideas aren't in my head. Right. So I'm working on something with with a fellow builder right now, and it doing it's really hard. So like a lot of people ask me on live streams and stuff, especially when like my buddies like Lawrence Petros or Nick Greer hop in, they say, "Why don't you do a collaboration?" Well, it's it's really difficult because there's a couple things to consider, especially when you're a more boutique company. Uh, not that I'm super boutique, but who's going to build it? Mm. 
Who's going to sell it? Mm -hmm. Who's going to get the majority of the money? Like who designs it? Yeah. How do you work that design? It's it's so convoluted right. and, and difficult. And basically, whenever I have approached people to do it, I I throw ideas at someone and they start working on the design. And then I just am going to take like an artist cut, just like what you would take. Yeah. So they get the vast majority of it and I get a very small percentage of each pedal sold because it just makes more sense for me. Right. Yeah, and that's that's how a lot of um a lot of signature gear that's how those deals go down. Um yeah. like I just did the the signature slides with the rock slide and I you know they those guys handled all of it. I just said, "Hey, here's of your slides that you make. These are my favorites. Can we do them in these finishes and, you know, maybe make a small change here or there and then they're and then, you know, put the RS logo on it." And that's it and so they're handling all the the heavy lifting with that stuff and i make a very 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 small commission off of each sort of sale and and that's great because i am not going to start manufacturing and distributing slides and marketing slides on my own you know or or the lark for example like i'm not going to design my own pedal go about manufacturing it finding distributors and dealers and trying to sell it on my own uh, but when you get together with somebody like you, for example, that knows that and that's their business, I can come to you with an idea and say, hey, what if we did this and we can work together and make it happen? Um, I understand the the complexity when you have two of the same people, like two pedal builders coming together to do that because then it gets a lot more murky as far as like, well, who's going to design the circuit? Who's going to build it? How are we distributing it? How are we splitting the cash? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And... and you know, not not every dealer wants that kind of thing, <laughs> you know, and a lot of times it, it the reason why I think what Chase Bliss and, and, and Earthquaker and, and ZVEX and whatever, uh, what they did was so successful is because it was limited and you can only get it one place. Right. The moment you start like spreading that out, then the interest really wanes, you know, like yeah. and, and I found that a little bit with the high road. That was probably the first pedal that I made that really went crazy as far as signature stuff. And I can't make them fast enough to where like, I just kind of stopped making them. I'll make so many. And, um, the whole point of that pedal, um, eventually when I, when I made it, the mini version was so Joey could sell it on the road. Right. I wanted to make him merch. He bought them like a dealer. He sold them. Right. Now that shows stopped, we've tried to have it where he handles them and ships it. But it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because like you said, there's no, like he doesn't have the facility. He doesn't have a label maker and like tape and boxes and packing peanuts and like all that stuff. Yeah. I do. Right. So it doesn't make sense. So it like working with an artist, I think is, is, is a little bit more straightforward, but yeah, like the, the collaborative pedal stuff is just, is just difficult to the point where there has been things that I've, worked on for people where, where it could have honestly been a collaboration and i just say you you just take it i don't want just i don't want to deal with it yeah you know <laughs> anything anything that's well known in that category no no nothing like crazy but like for friends and they're like hey i have this idea how would i do this and i'll be like well let me whip up a circuit board or something right and they'll be like do you want me to put your name on it i'm like no let's you know yeah. buy me lunch one day or something i would love though to see you and nick rear do something together i think i think your strengths align 
your yeah. uh what you guys like and and how you build pedals and the types of pedals that you do build i i think would it would be fantastic i'd love to see a mythos greer collab yeah well you know it's funny like like i was just saying i just he had an idea for a circuit and i did the design for it uh and it's coming out soon but yeah. it's not it's not gonna have my name on it it's just right uh he had an idea i actualized it in a way that was easier for him to build uh but you're totally right there's <clears throat> there's a few people that when i hang out with him with at nam and we're like playing guitar together we're both just like sitting there going yeah 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 <laughs> and it's like you connect and some people like, you play gear with them and you're just like like isn't that cool and you're like yeah all right but then with nick like every time like Every new amp in a box thing, because he did the Soma 63, so good. which is sick. Yeah. And then he did the, um, what's the Vox? The um, the Vox one. Uh, the Royal. Um, Royal. Oh, shit. What is it called? Chat, Whatever help us that. out. The Royal something or other. Yeah. We'll pull it up on screen. That one. Uh, Royal Velvet? Is that? Yeah, that's no. it. Royal Velvet. Oh, okay. Um, that one was crazy good. Yeah. And like. I don't know. We both get excited to hear each other play guitar, which is like, I think that's that's the trick. But but ultimately, you just want to work. I mean, it's just like working with an artist. You just want to work with somebody you enjoy like talking on the phone to. Like Nick and I talk on the phone about n- nothing. Yeah, you know. And then eventually, <laughs> we'll talk about guitars. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I would love to see a Mythos uh, Greer collaboration, and I'd love to see. If you could, if you did something with, um, with Beatronics, Beatronics is one of my favorite brands out there. I love everything about what they do. I love their pedals. I love the way they sound. I love their aesthetic. They have the best NAM booth, like of all of NAM, all of it. The- Beatronics has the best NAM booth. And if you've seen it, if you've been there, you, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, but man, all their pedals, I, I'm I'm a huge fan of, and the guys I've gotten to know them over the last couple of years, they're so cool. They, yeah. There's like, there's just like little community of like pedal and gear people that I've gotten to know, and that are just down to earth, really cool, great people, and and those Beatronics guys are are like that. Yeah, is it Philippe? Is yeah, yeah he. I, <laughs> We hang out at Nam because he's like he's all over the place. He's he's like everybody's wanting to talk to him and stuff. But like we just want to like talk about our kids because he's he's like a recent dad and like yeah. Um, his his son has like the biggest hair of any child I've ever seen. It's like amazing and beautiful. Uh, but like we just like bond over that. And then I look look around his booth at Nam and I'm like, holy shit! Like last year they had like a TV screen. Mm-hmm. That had a pedal that like was routed through the video signal, yeah, and and they hand do all and they do everything themselves. It's just like I know. their insane. video production is insane. Yeah. The tracks that they write for their videos are insane. It, it's oh my god, it's so good from like just a production standpoint, and and just the whole. I, I get you and I connect over this. Like we get nerdy about aesthetics and and like yeah. the whole branding <laughs> side of things, and they have. Their stuff is so dialed in. Just even like crack open a Beatronics pedal and just look at the circuit board. Like everything about what they do is cool. The there is more work, in my opinion. There's more work on just the art on their pedals than they probably spend longer doing that 
than they do on their design. Their design's probably done. And they're like, now let's make it look cool. Cause like you open up a Btronics <laughs> board and it's like, you wouldn't know it's a circuit board. It just looks like, like a, uh, like a piece of art on like a little fiberglass plastic. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy. Cool. Yeah. It's so yeah, cool. I love those yeah. guys. Love it. Yeah. So now we're done shilling for uh Btronics. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's just like no, you get excited about things you like. No, you seriously, know? yeah. I mean that that's that's I feel the same way about Btronics as I do about Novo and I do about Mythos and I do about Greer and and you know, it's I get excited about passionate people doing really great work at a high level that is creative and artistic and unique and expressive that gets me really fired up I, I like that stuff a lot yeah yeah i honestly it, it hasn't been until recently where i felt like all of my pieces were kind of falling into place with my brand and i think it kind of started when i when i redid the logo to be the new um yep go it won't focus. new spicy logo there it is yep. so like once I started doing that and like it, everything started falling into place more. Yeah. But that, that's hard. Like coming up with a, a brand image is really hard. Yeah. So. Dude, it, I, I haven't figured it out. We've been trying to do it with the band and we can't even come up with a name. <laughs> We've been playing together for six months and we can't, we can't even name the damn thing. So it's, yeah, I I can't imagine like trying to name and and do a company and develop a logo and a brand and and an aesthetic like I I ugh. Well, I I think it's just like you know what you always hear surround yourself by people who are more talented than you or yeah. who have like a wide skill set. Like I'm very fortunate to know a lot of really great designers and artists and anytime I have an idea, I mock it up and I send it to them and say, "Is this stupid?" Or, you know, like, what would you do? And, you know, most of the time you get some free advice and that's <laughs> invaluable. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's try and, and just surround yourself with people that are way better than you. Even if it's not, you know, not your thing, not your lane. Um, I have friends that are incredible photo photographers and graphic designers and, and, you know, when we were putting the live show together this summer, I had one, my favorite photographer ever, Mary Caroline Russell, um, come over and she's the one that basically developed the whole lighting setup for us. I would have never come up with that on my own. All the little Phillips hue bulbs and the work lights and everything, that was totally MC that did all that. I would have never been able to do that on my own. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That it's. I I think you and I are very similar in the way that we're similar in a lot of ways. We talk about this on every podcast, but uh, like at least I'm very much a, I'll figure this out and do it myself. Yeah. And that's the last thing you should do. 99% yeah. of the time you should just. Yeah. But, but you also have trouble giving up and accepting help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. You know how yeah. many times my wife has tried to help me with something and, and I sit down and I'm like, okay, just, I need you to just do that. And I'm gonna gonna walk away. I'm gonna just let you do your thing because you're more than capable. You're completely talented. You're smart. Totally, you've got this. But there's that stupid part of my brain that just can't. And it's a total detriment, man. It's stupid. I could I could be so much more productive and get more stuff done if I could just let 
go and accept help, but I can't. Yeah. I need, yeah my my I biggest need thing is, is just taking the time to actually teach. Because like most of the things aren't hard, like organizing all your receipts for a business, like yeah. getting ready for tax season. That's not hard. It just takes a lot of time. But if you don't know how to do it, then you can't get it done. And <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, yeah. I th there's just not enough hours in the day. That's what we really need. At the end of 2020, you know, I, need to fix um, that. I used to love House of Cards. Uh, up until the last season, well, really the last two seasons, it was like one of the best TV shows in, on all of television, in my opinion. And there was one scene, I think in like season two, where Frank Underwood, he's he's in the Oval Office, maybe it was season three, and he's he's tired and he's laying down for a nap and he's basically talking about the one thing he hates about being human is the, the need for sleep. Mm. Like the fact that we have to just shut down and not do anything for so many hours a day. And I completely empathize with that. I wish I didn't have to sleep and I could just go and do all the time. Oh yeah. But yeah, you know. there, there have been many times where I've like almost fallen asleep soldering and there's, <laughs> I mean, next to cooking, there's probably not many more danger and driving many more dangerous things you could do, you know? Yeah. I guess yeah. there's a lot of things that are dangerous. To yeah, fall asleep, uh, flying a uh, plane, smelting. Yeah, smelting uh, mercury. <laughs> oh, or, yeah. All, all of our um, our metallurgist friends, <laughs> please yeah. let us know how dangerous that is. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to show up on uh, metallurgy YouTube here. <laughs> These awesome. two right. idiots don't know about <laughs> smelting stuff. <laughs> so. We got a we got a suggestion from the chat here for a bit of a a bit of a game, I guess you could call it. Yeah. The uh, the desert island gear. Now we 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 talk about this stuff occasionally, but we're gonna set up a few ground rules here for this. Um, so we're gonna talk about desert island gear. What Zach and I would would absolutely pick above all else to buy. Mm. The the key word there is actually be able to buy. So we we can all sit here and and fantasize about whatever fifty nine less Pauls and fifty two blackguards or whatever, but the reality is we're not going to buy that stuff. Right. We're not millionaires. We can't afford it. So real life working man's desert island guitar gear, guitar rig, whatever you want to do. We got the chat here pulled up, so I want you guys to jump into. Uh. So with that, Zach, why don't you? Why don't you start us off? I think I think working man gets kind of uh, squiffy because some people would consider that budget not be to not be crazy high. But I'm just gonna go with like what I would would go for it, like just right now, uh, based off the the knowledge I have in my financial situation. Is that telling? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, guitar Novo. I I would take. Uh, can't see it. It's so dark. I would take my Saris TCS <clears throat> or or some, it'd have to be a two pickup Novo. Uh, definitely yeah. have to have a neck pickup because I do like them. So a TCS, the amp I think is the hardest part for me because in my, the back of my mind, I think, well, if I'm, I'm stuck on an island, I want a really loud amp so I could get off that island. And someone could rescue me. And if I had a really loud marshal, <laughs> someone <laughs> might hear me. Um, but 
I would probably go with the Two Rock TS One. Now that that's a good one. That's expensive, and I know that is not your average working man guitar amp. But if I was so inclined, I could I could buy one if I felt like. (laughs) I know some working players that play Two Rock. Yeah. Well, it's not unattainable. No, it's definitely not. You know, it's just it's only money. It's only money. But <laughs> but that amp has the cleans. It has the dirt. It, it's if have you ever played one a TS one? Uh huh. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's dumb. It's real dumb. So I'd probably get that, and just a smattering of pedals. I would probably get. I'm so boring. I'm so boring. I would get my Maxon eighty nine 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 because I love it. Okay. I love everything okay. about it. I would have. I can't take a Klon because that's like not normal everyday yeah. thing. So I would probably take a version of the Mjolnir. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, I just have I just had this self shill. That's right, self shill. Hashtag self shill. And then I would have to like find the perfect Univibe, and I think that'd be good if I had Ooh. that. I but have the perfect Univibe. I know, and I need. I was looking at his website uh after we did that episode and i need to it's uh, good it it's good so I all think, right yeah novo no reverb to, wait does the, the ts1 have reverb i can't remember i i have an echo i'll be loud enough i'll, I'll make my own <laughs> reverb on the on the ocean waves as greg cock would say all the flora and fauna will come to me and <laughs> i will feast <laughs> on the mighty point feast upon my tone <laughs> So yeah, bird so of prey coming down. <laughs> um, bird right, of prey, good. That's, that's a <laughs> that's a respectable rig. That is a respectable rig oh, for a respectable man. Um, you're probably going to get rescued. With although I don't know that the point is to get rescued. I think of these desert island situations as like kind of a Gilligan sort of vibe. Like you're you're there, man. I you guess know. yeah. I, <clears throat> if see my I, I'm such a I want to say a boy scout or something. I would just try to like get enough gear to I could, I could make shift a boat because the, the Saris would make a hell of a paddle, you know, <laughs> it would <It's> giant. <laughs> yeah. I could, I could take the grill cloth off and make a sail and yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Those, those a two grill rock- cloth would make a terrible sail though. You know, well, because it's so transparent. I would layer it with, with, Palm fronds and uh No the real move the real move did you ever watch Survivor Man? Oh with, yeah um, Les Stroud back in the day. He went crazy. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> did he really? Like off the Oh, he went total like Bigfoot nut. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's great. <laughs> man. I I man, I used to watch Survivor Man all the time. Mm. Les Stroud was a badass. If you if you don't know what we're talking about, Survivor Man was a show. Started off on um Discovery. I think it was TLC. Oh. Right. Yeah. Or Discovery Channel is one, one of those. One of those, yeah. Back when those channels were actually good and they weren't just reality TV bullshit shows. Um, so it was like um, Bear Grylls, except it was real. Yeah. So they would drop him off in the middle of like British Columbia nowhere. And he carried his own camera gear, did his own shit. And they said, okay, cool. We'll see you in a week. Hopefully at this point, at these coordinates. And if not, we're going to have to go look for you kind of situation. And there were some times that like he didn't make it and yeah. he had to go out and try and find his ass. Um, 
amazing show. Like, God. I forget why we're talking about that, but. Oh, me escaping my island like Les Stroud. I would... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Okay, so that was going to, if you're going to fashion a sail, what I would do <laughs> is try and pull the Tolex off the amp and then use the glue left over on the Tolex to like fold it up and fashion yourself a pretty great vinyl sail. Yeah, okay, man. I know what I'm doing this weekend. I've got I've got Survivor Man on Amazon Prime, so I'm just going to go watch it again. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I know what I'm doing this weekend. I'm going to pull the Tolex Rip off one my of my amp apart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. All right, that's good. I like yeah, that. Respectable rig. Now you go. <sighs> All right. So, it's boring. I know. We talk about it all the time. But Novo, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go with a Novo. I'm going to go with my Saris J. Um, that's the one guitar to rule them all. But I would also, on top of that, throw in probably a 335. Oh, we could take two guitars? Yeah, why not? We never said you couldn't do that. I, you're, you're right. Beautiful. Oh, you could use the gold. You could use that as a uh, a signal. Oh, right? you could use you the could, like a mirror. The neck plate. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, so I'd go with a good three thirty five as well, because why not? Uh, amp wise, I think I'd do a a five e three tweed deluxe. Really, that's it. After, yeah, after after doing my video last week, it reminded me. Like that to me is is the one amp. I think you could you could do everything you could do everything you needed to ever do with a five e three tweed deluxe. I think except for like super high gain stuff, but I don't play that stuff. So, wow, you know, um, because they do kind of collapse. Like when you start to hit them, push a ton of gain through them, they do kind of start to fall apart in in a glorious musical way. But they're not super tight. Um, so I might I might would go with either a five e three tweed deluxe. Or you're gonna have a stereo rig on this island, and <laughs> like no, I don't. I don't use stereo rigs in real life either. Um, I think stereo rigs are kind of dumb. Live, sorry, people. Um, yeah, the the stereo rig thing. Okay, let me uh, tangent. Let me tell you why I think stereo rigs are dumb. I've used stereo amps live before. There was a time about a year where I was taking two amps to a gig and I, I had I had stereo pedal board wired up and everything and I was like the guy playing a small club asking the the front of house engineer to mic up two amps and to do all the stuff and it didn't in fact I think I sounded worse than just using one amp because first of all a stereo field a stereo image let's say you've got a ping pong delay that you want to use live well in order for that sound to translate live your guitar has to be hard panned so one amp has to be in the left side of the house the other has to be in the right side of the house and then the only time you're ever actually going to hear the real stereo field is if the front of house engineer has your amp mic'd up and and uh, uh pushed in the mix and the person is standing essentially equidistant between the two mains, between the line arrays or the monitors or whatever they're listening through. So you're essentially creating a stereo field for about this much of the house. Right. Right. 
to one to a group of people standing right in the middle. Um, and then the the rest of the people, if your guitar is mixed in a stereo field and a stereo image, are just really going to hear one side, and then you're going to have some phasing weird issues happening from the the right guitar coming out of the right side. It's a mess. It's way too much gear to take to most gigs. Um, and unless you're traveling with your own front of house engineer every night that knows how you want to be mixed and knows how to mix the show for the stereo guitar image and all that kind of stuff, which generally doesn't happen, it's just kind of pointless. Yeah. Now, running multiple amps on stage is cool if you're going to use it like a mono thing and and like what Bonamassa was talking about, mid-stacking, basically using two amps to kind of create, you know, to voice one amp to fill in the gaps of another amp so you have, you know, one amp handling the high end and the low end and another amp handling the mid-range. Like, that's a totally different thing. So, yes. <laughs> Stereo rigs are dumb i'm sorry no no stereo on on your island yeah. no wet dry wet or uh what is it the that pedal show guys are talking about ret wet dry wet yeah ret ret dry what <laughs> ret dry ret yeah something like that <laughs> um so apologies to anyone out there um who's a huge stereo it's great when you're like sitting in your room by yourself playing it's fun but it's not practical yeah what were we ta- what were we talking about you're still picking out your rig. You, you, oh shit! You picked out yeah, okay, your deluxe. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> Tweed Deluxe Five E Three, um, and then got the Novo, got the Three Thirty Five. As far as pedals go, Tone Bender, any kind of good Tone Bender would work. Um, mm. with an Octaver, either like uh, a Fox Tone Machine style circuit, which um I have with the Jext Fox Fuzz, or Something just like an octave up, like you make the the Argo. Um, mm-hmm. Something that, that plays nice with delays, or sorry, with overdrives and fuzzes. Love that sound. And then Do you, do you I w- have an Argo? No. Ah, oh, um, I got to get you one. Yeah, I will I'll gladly, I will, I will pay for one. I will gladly buy one. Ah. Um, but yeah, the octave up thing has actually become a really big part of my sound over the last year. Using it with overdrives and fuzzes and stuff. I love it. Um, yeah. So two fuzzes, a good overdrive, probably a bluesbreaker overdrive of some type, probably the Timmy. And then, honestly, I'd go timeline for delay, Strymon timeline, old faithful, do everything you need, everything you want with it, and I would go HX effects. Ah, oh, that's yeah. cheating. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> We didn't set that go that that that. Why not? Stuff. It's a piece of gear that is obtainable I, and and most working players could get. That's true. I mean, really, if you want to just like be lost in yourself, you just take a a Helix or HX Stomp or something, and like yeah, you just have sure. headphones and you're done. You don't even need a rig. Like who? No one's there to hear it, so you might as well just play it by yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'd go HX Effects, and there there's my rig come come at Not, me like that's that's I, a i feel like that's a pretty respectable situation yeah and it, we're probably around the same money because if you had the the novo and the 335 right uh that would balance out the novo and my insanely uh the two rock might be that might kick it over the edge because yeah that, that's an expensive like amp five grand yeah they're not cheap plus a cab who 
Yeah, if you wanted to to uh, go a little more budget on that, you could do basically do the the Amp Nation version of that amp. The oh, I I would probably get the um, Studio Pro. No offense to the Amplified Nation guy. I not throwing any shade. I just I know Eli from Two Rock, and uh, I really like him. So I don't I don't think any uh, I don't think anyone's upset <laughs> by you not saying yet. you would not yet. The comments yeah. haven't been oh my god been typed yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm what uh, uh what did they call me? It was good. Um, I don't know. What are you talking about? In oh, the comments? They, yeah, the other uh, we talked on the phone about it. I'll have to. It'll come to me. It said I was uh, a thing. Oh <laughs> oh, about the um the king of tone or something? Yeah, and the clan. I was uh. <laughs> uh I don't know. In some roundabout way, they called me like a a snob, uh, a highfalutin asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if I know anything about Zach Broyles, it's that he's a highfalutin asshole. <laughs> That's right. Look at him. He's got pins on his jacket, his, his denim jacket, and his stupid hat. Look at that. His wool hat, like some <laughs> d bag walking down Twelve South Nashville. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Comments. Well, the comments are a fun thing, you know. I've just stopped reading mine. Yeah, and you know what? I'm I'm actually happier now that, yeah. now that I don't read my comments. If if the last four years have taught us anything, it's just like just stay out of the comment section yeah, of it everything. It's just everywhere. It doesn't help. It just doesn't help. You know. Um, yeah. The thing is, the the overwhelming majority of comments people are leaving are positive and encouraging and great, and that's amazing. Um, but because we're human beings, you can you can have a hundred comments that are positive and and uplifting and encouraging, and then you have the one shitty, degrading comment, and that's the one you focus on, and then that's the one that you kind of like build your whole worldview around, like, oh, well, everyone hates me and, and thinks that everything I do sucks, and, and yeah, it's just stupid, so don't, just don't, you know. Now, we do read the comments yeah, I, here on the channel, because it's usually a healthy <laughs> yeah. discussion. There's a few people that, that get kind of shitty, but. That's okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I, I'm fine with someone getting crusty as long as we can have a crusty conversation. Crusty. Like, <laughs> but. I, I think that that would be a good because in in the in the comment section people are asking about um, like maybe us talking about the psychology of some things, but honestly, yeah. like dealing with haters and trolls is something that unfortunately everyone has to deal with now. Yeah, uh, if if you're on social media at all, so that might be a healthy discussion because it's something that that I know you and I have talked about it a lot about how you have to get over it and it's not easy so you I, it's it's interesting so and to be fair we're not talking about like a critical comment i i actually open i'm open to criticism i'm open to constructive criticism or even not constructive criticism because a lot of times you can find growth in that but there's a difference between um being critical of someone's work and just being a dick online yeah, yeah. and i feel like more often than not people cross that line to just being a dick uh and yeah people in the chat are just saying, don't hashtag don't be a dick um yeah yeah it's it's and i think too that there's a the the thing behind it is a lot of times 
because I most of the time don't respond to comments or negative comments. I don't engage with that kind of stuff. Um, but the, a lot of times when I have responded, people will kind of like immediately back off and change their, their, uh, their comment or back off of what they were saying because they didn't realize that, oh, they're actually reading these comments and, oh, I'm actually being responded to and I have to kind of defend what I was saying earlier. So there's this yeah. idea that like, oh, I can kind of say what I want and I can hide behind my anonymity online and and it's like no man these are it's real people and these are real people reading this stuff and so if it's not coming from a place of like you know trying to be constructive uh then maybe just don't say it or hey if you hate what we're doing on this podcast you hate what i'm doing on my youtube channel or you hate what zach is doing on instagram or whatever maybe you just don't watch yeah like that's an idea just give us yeah. a thumbs down and move on. <laughs> yeah, just move on. Thumbs down, but move on. You're right. Like I, there have been many times where, I, like, I have like reassessed, like, how I approach something because someone gave me a constructive criticism, and it doesn't always have to be nice, but at least somebody can say, like, "Hey, like, I really don't like this, and here's why." Like that, I kind of like I appreciate that, but when people just say that sounds like shit, you stupid idiot, you know, it's like, well. <laughs> yeah like why 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 does it sound bad uh my favorite yeah. comment and this could be the last thing that i uh, my my comment of the week maybe that that could hey <laughs> maybe there's a there's a comment of the uh, week i like that a section yeah. but i posted the new mjolnir uh right let's see which has fancier knobs and it's got the new wow. panel mount jacks and uh red led and stuff um right with the oxblood printing and someone said it looks too mass produced now and i was like what what does that mean <laughs> like <laughs> i don't understand and i asked them i was like i i really i don't understand like what does that mean i'd love to know why you think that and they never responded and now i'm like just in limbo about why this one person thinks my pedal looks too mass produced so yeah i yeah. can't sleep because and, of and there there are i mean all the time uh you know about once a day, I will just scroll through the comments because we do have to we do have to police it. What I don't like on on my channel is like when people are being shitty to other people, and it starts these huge threads of just hate between yeah. people about whatever subject. And so, like, I will police that kind of stuff a lot, and and just kind of clear all that shit out of the air. But occasionally, I'll just read a, just an especially stupid, just dumb comment from someone trying to pick a fight with me or someone in the video or whatever and it's just my favorite thing to screenshot it and send it to like you or or yeah. any of my other youtube friends and just like dude <laughs> oh there's so many yeah oh yeah yeah uh we should get jason from vertex on the podcast that was the best jason one. from <laughs> that's a good <laughs> i sent that to him uh, i was like hey we should get uh, um man. jason marinara from vertex <laughs> and then uh brett schultz and um, yeah. what was your name? Bro uh, oh. Zach Broilus or something like that? So, oh, so, oh, it was, it was uh, Jack Broils, but spelled like like on an oven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jack, uh, the, the Tipton Doan podcast with... Uh, <laughs> Tipton Doan. <laughs> God, what a good time. Yeah. Oh, well. We haven't had well, any anyway. guests on yet. No. I think, uh, I think logistically that would be kind of difficult right now. But. I think the only way we could do it is if 
like you were with somebody and we did a call like this or i was with somebody because i was thinking that would be fun like if like somebody yeah. in nashville if i could go and do a thing but we'll get there hopefully in a year's time we'll be able to have more people on a on the podcast with us. ambrosia said now that's dipped in shit podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, oh man yeah so all right well this has been great I do like the idea that we were talking about earlier of doing like the psychology episode because that that's fascinating to me. You have some some schooling in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, the psychology of the online guitar community is fascinating to me. Yeah, well, I think just how crucial music is and and, and playing guitar is to to your well being. I think that's something we could talk about, and um, it's not something yeah. you really. You know, it's something you would see in like a psychology today or, uh, you know, some, something like that, but, but not, is that a yeah. magazine? I just made that up. Uh, I don't know. It could or, be. Or, uh, you don't really see it in like, you know, premier guitar. So maybe we talk right. about it. So, uh, Ambrosia yeah. said, or sorry, Luke was saying, um, also caught that that pedal show spelled your name, Rhett Scholl with a C. It, yeah. They, so they did the, um, the timeline video and and i recorded a little like minute long thing about why i like the timeline and <laughs> spell my name ret s-c-h-u-l-l which is fine here's the thing i've been dealing with every single time i tell someone my name like you're at a restaurant okay what's the last name shoal every time they spell it with a c um so i'm i'm not surprised but oh that is speaking of comments that is a thing i get all the time when people comment on a video of mine they'll call me brett or they'll call me Rhett, R-E-T-T. I've gotten Rex. I've gotten Red. And it's like, okay, I, I don't expect you to know like who I am or any of that kind of stuff. Of course not. I'm just a dude like making guitar videos on the internet. But you did have to scroll past my name to leave the comment. And like where the comment box is, like you can visibly see the name Rhett Shull in the thing. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I, I get it. People yeah. uh, people spell your name with a K all the time. With a K. And but like I'm also an idiot and name my pedals things that are not pronounceable. So Well yeah, you did bring that on yourself. I know. Yeah. Yeah. All well, right, well everyone, thanks for hanging out. Good time. Another great episode yeah. in the bag. Um I you I realized I just completely opened myself up and you opened yourself up to being trolled in the comments of this video of misspelling names and that's fine all that kind of shit. Give so me the give me the best worst spelling of my name. I'll take it. If you've watched this long, we deserve it. So yeah, yep. Um, all right. Well, you guys, this has been great. Sorry, somebody's just jumped. Oh, Rob Pierce just jumped in the the voice chat here, but. For some reason, I need to change this in the Discord because it's not muting. All right. Subscribe if you haven't done already. You guys are great. We'll see you all next week. This has been uh, this has been awesome. We'll hang out here in the Discord for a minute and, and chat with these guys. And uh... <laughs> we'll see you later. <laughs>